dum bum ba dum 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 da da dum dum da da dum 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 bum ba bum bum ba bum 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 ba dum bum ba dum bum Wit and Travesty presents Destiny Seeker, The Messenger, by Whitney O. McGruder, read for you by Jordan Olsen. For Travis. Prologue. Ilse, love, what is it? Papa, his little girl gasped between shrill sobs. Mama is gone. Gone? Where is she? What are you talking about? Jonan was relaxing from his recent shift in the mines. He raised an eyebrow when his daughter came into the kitchen where he was heating up the iron stove to start cooking. He looked down at his daughter and noticed that she was extremely pale and pink with melted snowfall on her skin. She left the front door open as a dry, frosty wind wheezed its way in. He looked at her in puzzlement and then back outside. The summer months were halfway finished. It was not time for snow. He also just came home an hour ago and didn't see a single flake of snow on the ground. He smoothed back his hair in alarm. He knelt down next to his shivering daughter and tried to hug her to calm her down. She hiccuped and resisted. Papa, you have to go get her! Papa! She wailed, her pink face pinched as she started to cry again. Ilse, tell me what happened. Why are you hurt? Who did this to you? Her father pressed. She had bruises on her knees and the side of her head. I was playing, she started. I was playing in the field. Then it got really windy. Everyone ran away and I was all by myself. I didn't know what to do. There were lots of colors and a magic wall came. A magic wall? Her father repeated. And Mama is trapped on the other side. Ilse finished, trying to shake her father's shirt with her tiny, clenched fists. Show me exactly what you saw, love, her father said, thrusting the door all the way open. Everything was white for miles and extremely cold. Where did this even come from? He cried in alarm, scooping his tiny daughter in his arms as he raced out into the cold. He shivered tremendously, but didn't care. He couldn't remember a moment in his life where he ever felt cold, but this bizarre weather chilled him to the bone. I can't get warm. I can't melt it. Jonin scanned the scene as he stomped through the dead, frosted blades of grass. Ilse directed him through the town streets for about ten minutes until they came to an imposing wall. The wall stood and stretched in all directions. It was impossible to tell how thick it was, but at the moment it was transparent like frosted glass. He looked up and could see no end. He looked from side to side and the wall sliced through homes, fields, and ocean. No edges in sight. Here, Papa, Ilse said. She's on the other side. Good girl, he replied, setting her down. We'll help her out and hopefully we'll be out of this cold soon. They knelt together next to a transparent wall. Jonan knocked on the surface. It sounded thick and permanent. Jonan shook his head. His only concern was freeing the woman with gold curls on the other side. Despite the length and width of the wall, he could see her through the thick wall. His wife desperately waved to get their attention. He could tell she was yelling, but Jonan couldn't hear a thing. Jonan, despite his cracked lips and dry throat, tried to hum and cast a spell. He looked around and the snow wasn't obeying him. He was using a fairly easy spell, but he couldn't get the chill to leave his body. 
the feeling was foreign and horrid. In his tribe of ice chanters, controlling the cold was a traditional gift. Whatever curse this wall brought, it was beyond his control. This island was populated by people who never felt cold and formed ice to serve them. This snow and ice was different. He was certain not even the council could readily explain this. Now he couldn't do anything to stop it. Explanations and thoughts failed. Ilse squealed. Mama! It's all right, love, Jonan said. We'll help her get through. Jonan's wife knelt on the gray earth and frantically tried to make a hole in the wall by scraping at it with her nails. She looked up and her eyes were full of tears. She tried to call out to Jonan, but her voice was barely audible. Stay calm, Helene, he said, attempting to be calm for all three. Ilse, go grab Papa's house tools. The girl, relieved to have an important job, raced home and returned with the tools soon after. The desperate father grabbed for the tools and threw his weight into each blow, but his tools were warped and mangled with every attempt. The wall hardly sported a chip or scratch. He began charging into it, determined to use every ounce of strength to get through. Helene clutched herself and bit her lip in frustration. Her hands were red. She tore off her blouse and skirt, revealing her undergarments. She held her clothes to her forehead. She looked like she was dripping with sweat. She's burning up, Jonan wondered aloud. But why? We're freezing to death over here. Jonan sat in the snow, racking his brain. He knew a few other common spells, but they fizzed out and didn't cause any damage. He was there for hours until he looked at his own hands, beaten with blues and reds. He wanted to stay until he saw the wall crack enough to get his wife through, but he thought of his daughter, hardly dressed for such sudden weather. Jonan, a man called out for him. We've been looking everywhere for you. A group of men with sooty faces approached the strange wall and desperate men kneeling at its base. Jonan, the man said between breaths, his eyes scaling the wall's height. What is this? I have no idea, but Helene is trapped on the other side, Jonan said through gritted teeth. I'll get my tools. He responded, a few others calling out to draw attention to the foreign, wicked thing. They called for fire or weapons and for help from the council. Jonan? What, Peter? He replied tersely, grabbing anything and trying to smash it into the wall. No one can use their ice chanter spells against this snow, Peter replied. Something is terribly wrong. Just help me break this thing down, Jonan cried. Helene is on the other side. Papa, let me try, Ilse cried. Ilse, he replied, but that didn't stop her. She charged with all her strength and crashed into the wall. Ilse, her father cried as he watched her smack against the wall. Her small body made a slight thudding sound and she fell into a patch of frozen grass. She didn't reply, so he quickly picked her up and brushed away the snow from her face and hair. She's bleeding, Jonan said. Can you get someone to bandage her hand and head? I have to get Helene. By all means, do what you must. I'll take her to my house, Peter said. Tight can entertain her. You'll know where to find me. The ice chanters quickly gathered what crops they could to properly store the goods until they could find a new way to sustain themselves. The council further ordered that until the timeless winter stopped or they could leave the island, they would prepare for winter and take care of any fire weavers who couldn't manage to stay alive. The tormenting winter was especially harsh on them. Jonan routinely visited the wall, knowing that he would leave without making a single dent, scratch, or smudge. 
Quite a few people soon joined Jonin once they realized their kinsman didn't return that night. A month after the incident, Ilse watched from the upstairs window as he schlepped a bag of tools to test their strength against the wall. Tyke, do you think they'll rescue Mama? Ilse asked the little boy. He sat next to her, drawing and doodling with charcoal pencils. Of course they will, he responded, looking at his parchment and the drawing he just made. Our papas have magic. They can do anything. But now it's so cold. Papa can make everything warm when it snowed. But I think because Mama is gone, he forgot, Ilse said sadly. The snowfall has this whole place going mad, Tyke's older sister replied, her fingers rhythmically knitting while she sat in a chair. There have been some fire weavers here that can't use their magic to help themselves. They're dying. Why can't they just warm themselves up with fire and give us some? Tyke asked. Because no one's magic is good against this snow, stupid. The girl said, rolling her eyes impatiently. The fire weavers can't melt the snow, and we can't make it go away. What's the point of having ice abilities if it's already cold? I just want my mama back, Ilse said, still looking out the window. I want the snow gone, Tyke said. I thought ice genders were supposed to like snow. I hate wearing mittens and boots. Hours later, Ilse saw her father coming back to the house with Peter, Tyke's father. Papa! Ilse cried, racing down the stairs. Papa, I want to help. Is she still okay? Jonan hung up his scarf and cap and ruffled his hair, then rubbed his face. Ilse, love, he said, squatting down so they could talk eye to eye, but he struggled. I tried. I went there every day for a month to get your mother back. I really tried, my love, but today... The little girl looked up at her father's face as his hand slid across her cheek. Ilse, Peter finished, your mother wasn't there today. Ilse's eyes immediately felt heavy as the tears came, more because she was sad to see her father cry for the first time since the wall first appeared. Jonan took his daughter into his arms, and they both just sat there like that. Tyke and his sister came down the stairs, and their father motioned for them to follow him home. Jonan picked up his daughter and brought her upstairs. Peter and his children could still hear her cries and hiccups. But Papa! Tyke insisted as his father helped him into his winter clothes. You have ice gender powers! I thought you could do anything! Peter rubbed his hand over his short beard wearily. Tyke! He sighed. Some things just aren't that simple anymore.